Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey there, Colin. Hey, hey. The Tigers are on a winning streak. They sure are. Makes me eager to podcast. Yeah, yeah. Makes people eager to listen based on the downloads. (laughs) That's true. We got a big one coming up this week. Yes, we do against the vaunted Tennessee Volunteers. Oh, there's no team, or at least no fan base, that we hate more. Mm-hmm. And we get that championship of life belt if we mm-hmm. win. Yeah, the coveted champion of life belt. It'll be sweet, sweet, sweet to really cram it up Butch Jones's ass. Mm-hmm. Put the nail in his coffin. Yeah, I'm almost worried that uh, we're not going to win just because I won it so badly. I know. You know I what I mean? Yeah. It's like when I was, I don't know, eight, and I wanted so badly for my mom to buy me the Millennium Falcon. The real one? Well, or Santa Claus. Wink, Mm. wink, elbow, elbow. No, not the the scale one. Mm -hmm. You know, the toy. Oh, okay. And couldn't get it. Didn't get it. Didn't ever get it. And as I got older and realized that Santa Claus was not a real thing, and it was my mom. I just, what? I just realized my parents were super cheap. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That was just way too expensive. <laughs> Fuck was, you and your Millennium Falcon. It was $24. <laughs> yeah. we, we only love you about twelve ninety nine. Yep. That was about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, everything's set up so nicely for this game, but I, I'm like you. This is a team that went one and five to start the season, and yeah. it's hard to really, really believe just yet. Yeah. I think the best analogy is, is that if we win this game, we're getting the Millennium Falcon. If we lose this game, we're getting shitty Lee jeans and socks, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a thing. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Well, what a sad childhood you had. <laughs> you, you enjoyed it too. Yeah, I'm glad you glad I hadn't stuck with you. <laughs> I mean, Tennessee is. It's very similar to the Florida situation. They're in a. They're just sliding downward. They seem to look worse and worse mm-hmm. each week. Yep. The Tigers are on the uptick. Yep. We don't know if it will continue, but God, I'm looking at this team and you know, we hung tons of points on Tennessee last year. Imagine what the SEC networks talking heads will do. They're like, up is down, cats are marrying dogs. What is going on? Mm, yeah. Missouri's beating people. I think it almost made them mad to have to talk about Missouri last week. That's kind of their default setting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the crazy thing is like if you listen to the Paul Feinbaum show, I don't think it would matter if Alabama was bad or Auburn was bad. They'd still talk about how bad they were and what they need to rebuild. They'd still, basically, two-thirds of the league would be just a topic that is untouchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I feel like, of course, since I've been listening to Paul Feinbaum, Alabama's been really good. Mm-hmm. But he does live him some Nick Saban. Yes, it's one of his favorite topics. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid we're getting ahead of ourselves as yes. a fan base because we're talking about winning out now. Yeah, I've heard a lot of winning out talk. Yeah, and like we did go one and five. We are capable of some very bad football. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, have, you, have we forgot the Purdue game? Ugh, I mean, no, no, I have not. And not only the Purdue game, the, the I think Auburn the Purdue, game. The Purdue game. Auburn's almost forgivable to me because yeah. they're a really good football right, team. Right, we never expected to. But win. Uh, you know, between Purdue and South Carolina and Kentucky, these are games that are the games that go give me pause as far as getting all hyped up for an undefeated mm-hmm. second half. So I'm not, uh, I'm not definitely going to put money on that, regardless of what Caleb the Greek may tell me. To yes, do. glass half full. The thing that gives me a little bit of optimism is, while we have played some terrible football, the good games have been in a row and have been recently. It's mm-hmm. it's not been yeah. a scattershot season. But remember how we, we ended last season? Yeah, remember how we ended last season? I do. So, I mean, yeah, and we did go one and five. Right. So, I mean, it's a glass half full, but it's a glass half full of warm piss, mm-hmm. you know, and even <laughs> if we do, we went out. So, yeah. 
yeah. it will give people enthusiasm for next season if we do that. Yeah. And certainly can't hurt in recruiting. Yeah. Um, we talked about we that. We need some help. Maybe if Caleb were here, he could give us some obscure quarterback from a town one's never heard of about why we should really recruit him hard. Yeah. I'm going to tell Caleb in the weekend show that I mm-hmm. found out he was recruited to Kansas and see oh, if his head explodes. Break his damned heart. <laughs> yeah. He's going to Kansas, Caleb. I think this will be a fine way to find out whether Caleb listens to the midweek show. It, he doesn't. I can say <laughs> I, I, I can promise you he doesn't. Actually, you know, with his Caleb the Greek segment in the midweek, he mm-hmm. probably will. That's true. Yeah, he makes he probably fast forwards to the part where it's just me and you, though. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people do. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, Caleb's the draw. Yeah. <laughs> he always has been. Yep. Ever since the start. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> The Tigers have gradually improved. The offense is now at a point where I think we expected them to be all season. Mm-hmm. That's my big gripe against Barry Odom right now is that it took him half a season to get them to a place where we expected them in August. Yeah, and half a season to get them to a place in the middle of August after having like three consecutive wins at the end of the season, beating Arkansas, right. having some momentum going into the season, and then here we are in November. Things are finally starting to get back on track. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of coaches out there that have a reputation of not being great at getting their teams prepared for the season. Mm-hmm. As a Chiefs fan, I've heard that knock on Andy Reid. You know, like, oh, the second half of the season, he's fucking gangbusters. Beginning of the season, a lot of times, takes him a little bit to figure out his drive. Didn't he start 9-0 at one point? Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it's a great argument, and it's no. not my argument, but it's an argument I've heard. But coaches can get that mantle of like, it takes this coach a little while to get everybody going in the right direction. And uh, certainly Barry is setting himself up for that reputation. Um, Season and a half in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's two. he's had two starts of seasons, and neither have been pants on fire awesome. <laughs> That's true. The th- other thing that gives me hope is the defense, which has been two years, been absolutely abjectly terrible. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, they're, they've been playing well. Granted, again, we played lesser talented teams. Yep. But... You know, Terry Beckner Jr. finally looks like the Terry Beckner Jr. we always want him to be. Mm-hmm. And then we're getting a ton of tackles in the, for a loss yeah. in the backfield. Those guys look like they're really confident and have figured something out. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you get a team that's offense isn't very good, like a Tennessee's, like a Florida's, you know, it helps out our weak secondary. I mean, mm-hmm. AC's still going to do something terrible at least once a game. Sure. That's but, a given. But, you know. Jamon's going to drop some passes. That shit happens. But it it gives us a chance to stay in these games. And if our offense can continue to produce like they have been. You know, I read if our offense can continue to do what they did against Florida, we won't just win out. We'll win out big. Mm -hmm. But, again, that kind of talk scares me. Well, and I think that's what the expectation is. And, listen, I don't begrudge people for having that expectation. After Mm -hmm. three straight wins, one of which is against Florida, where you drum them by nearly 30 points, going up against the Tennessee team, it's okay to have a – we're going to win out expectation. It's okay to feel like we're going to thump everybody's tub because right now, based on the sample size from the last three games, you go, that's not unrealistic. I'm not telling people who are really high on that prediction that they're being stupid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just, I am more skeptical than that. I've had my heart broken too many times Mm -hmm. by transvestites mostly, but this football team as well. Sure. So it's hard for me to buy in. Yeah. Well, as we do every week, we know that we are terrible and we don't know anything about football, really. Sure, we don't, sure. We're terrible people to listen to or are not good analysts. Mm-hmm. So we bring somebody in who's a lot smarter. Yeah. This week, it's Blake Topmeyer. Former Tiger. Well, in a manner of speaking. Yeah, that's right. He was with the Columbia Daily Tribune for a few years, and now he is with the Knoxville News Sentinel, and he covers the Tennessee Volunteers. He'll tell us what we should actually expect from Tennessee, not just us ranting and raving. How long was he at Missouri? Do you know? you have any idea? No, don't ask me those kind of questions. <laughs> well, I, the reason I ask is that— I can barely went, tell you how long Drew Locke was at Missouri. <laughs> he, was, he had the misfortune of at least having to cover Mizzou for like the past two seasons yeah. and then moved to Tennessee. So like, I just wonder, has Mr. Topmeyer had ever got to cover a team— 
That's winning. Yeah. That's like fun to cover. The answer may be no. Was he back in the SEC championship days in the 14s and 13s or whatever? Was he... Yeah, come along 15. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He's like, boy, I can't wait to cover this reigning SEC East champion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he did get to cover the champions of life. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that is a... I mean, that's a step forward, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. So we're going to talk to him, and then we're going to go back and have another Caleb the Greek segment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Only we're going to throw a little wrinkle in it this time, Colin. I wanted Caleb to go up against somebody else with his picks. We scoured the earth to find somebody who was just as qualified to make football gambling picks as Caleb, and we chose a 1997 quarter. Mm, Yeah, good year. So we're flipping a coin and seeing who's going to come out better, a coin or Caleb. So look forward to that, guys. I guess, Colin, let's sign off now so we can listen to Blake to talk about actual football with actual knowledge. Sounds good. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. And a throw. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson. And he's gone. It don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazad Cam. On the line with us now is Blake Topmeyer with the Knoxville News Sentinel. You may find that name familiar. If you read the Columbia Daily Tribune, he was covering the Tigers for us until he left us and decided to head to Rocky Top. Thanks for joining the show, Blake. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me back on. Are you uh, heading back to Columbia for this week's game? I am, yeah. I will uh, will be there. Looking forward to it. Uh, seeing some old friends and uh, seeing this clash of uh, two, four, and five teams. <laughs> That's right. It, it's not much different down here than it is last week against Florida. You know, two Titans going head-to-head. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the way Missouri played last week kind of makes me understand why they're favored in in this game uh, and I, I get it i mean florida's well it's it's not florida right now at least the, the florida that uh we've come to expect anyway but uh overall i don't know it seems like missouri's really making some strides here in the last few weeks but i also understand that uh competition has taken a step back in their last three games as well sure and, and that makes this game all the more interesting for us because we got healthy against UConn and Idaho and Missouri looked like the team we kind of expected them to be early in the season but it was like you said against lesser competition and that while Florida was down they're still you know an SEC opponent and a historically strong program and Tennessee is in a lot of the same situation that Florida is down coaches on the hot seat and uh, a lot of Missouri fans are optimistic but they if they can perform as well this week as they did last week then I think the confidence will be uh, cemented a little bit more what are your expectations when with what you've seen of this volunteer squad going into Columbia wonder if they have enough offensively to keep up with with Missouri uh you know I mean Tennessee's defense has been playing fairly well uh you know they're not great but they're they're good enough to win games this this is a defense that's gotten a lot better since that season opener against Georgia Tech when when Tennessee won the game but uh you know its defense gave up a ton of yards it's a unit that's really improved and, and can keep this team in games but offensively uh and this team is just so limited right now that I just I don't think they can keep up with Missouri because as respectable as Tennessee 
with these defenses, it's not a great unit. So I, I don't think they can just shut down Missouri's offense. And so I think Tennessee's going to have to score a little bit to keep up. And, and I just don't know if they can do that. You know, if this is a game that's decided in the 20s, then I think Tennessee might be able to win that type of game. But I, you know, I just don't know if they can keep the, keep the score down like that. Yeah, the, the defense was a question mark for me because last year it was a real shootout and Tennessee ended up pulling away largely on the efforts of Josh Dobbs. He's obviously no longer there, and so that gives me a little hope. But like you said, the defense has gotten better since we last saw them. Yeah, I think so. And, and it's been the opposite, though, for, for the offense. You mentioned, you know, last year with, with Dobbs, um, you know, for a while that game seemed like whoever had the ball last was, was going to win. But then, uh, you know, Tennessee he was able to pull away just with a, a great effort by its offense. It was even better. Than, well, I guess Missouri's defense was just so bad, really, in that game that they were able to pull away. But, yeah, this is just such a different team. Uh, they've moved on to Jarrett Garantano at quarterback, which I think was probably for the best. But now he's banged up. Uh, He's dealing with a right ankle injury, and I mean that's going to limit him because mobility is is one of his top assets, and uh, so that's, uh, that, yeah, that makes an already shaky offense uh, even more questionable. I, th- I think for this game, and you know John Kelly's a pretty decent running back for Tennessee, but. The offensive line is so banged up right now. And they only had six healthy and available scholarship linemen for their last game against Southern Miss. And of those six, four of them were freshmen. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go into another week with only having six uh, healthy scholarship linemen. So it, it was an offense that I think was already going to face a lot of questions this year. And then injuries have really just piled up on, on Tennessee on that side of the ball. And it's kind of made matters even even worse. Well, we talked about Jim McElwain when we were playing Florida, and it's very similar this week. I think a lot of the talk is not really how the season's going to end up for either of these teams, but Butch Jones. I think a lot of people around here and around the country probably feel like he's a dead man walking, but uh, he still has a job. And the question is, is, I guess, will he continue to have a job throughout the end of the season? And is the buyout a factor in whether he is uh, relieved of his duties as a head coach? Or what is the feeling like as far as Butch's long-term future there in Knoxville? Yeah, I think it's gotten to the point of it's more of a win, not if. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you would have asked me earlier in this season, you know, after the Florida loss, even after perhaps the Georgia loss, as ugly as that was, the Georgia loss, I probably still would have told you it's it's at that point if, you know, not 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 for certain because the Tennessee still could have turned its season around and. Although most Tennessee fans were incensed by the losses to Florida and Georgia, at the onset of the season, I think a lot of rational people thought that Tennessee was going to lose to Florida and Georgia. And so they could have turned things around. They didn't. And so now we're at the point after losses to South Carolina and Kentucky, just the second time Tennessee's lost to Kentucky in the last 33 years, that it really feels like at this point it's it's certainly a win, not an if. I, I just... You know, I, I really think it would be hard for John Curry to bring Butch Jones back at this point because I, I think the fan base is ready for a change. I think his donors are ready for a change. And, and really, you know, if Curry doesn't make a move, uh, then then what happens beyond that is, is kind of on John Curry. Uh, you know, if he if he does make a move, and I think he's going to, you know, whether it's this week, next week, I don't know, but I think a move's going to happen in the coming weeks. Um, you know, and then he gets to uh, kind of start the clock over. Uh, get get a fresh face in there and you know and then 
there's kind of that one year grace period, it seems like. So I, I think it's to the point that this is going to happen. When it's going to happen, I'm not sure. Why it hasn't happened yet, I think that's hard to answer. Uh, overall, I, I think maybe part of it has to do with what's the benefit of, of having an interim coach. I mean, you know, we saw what happened to Florida last week. And uh, so perhaps that's the reason that it hasn't happened yet is, is that the benefit of keeping Butch Jones for at least a couple more weeks outweighs putting an interim coach in charge. But uh, I do ultimately think that it, that it's going to happen sometime in the coming weeks. Butch Jones's reputation around the league, it's very interesting to me because I've never seen anything stick to a guy like the whole Champions of Life thing has stuck to Butch Jones. I mean, if you ask me, the Jim McElwain shark photo is a far funnier <laughs> social media meme to uh, stick to a guy than, than Champions of Life is as good as that is. But I feel like that is what he will be remembered for at this point. I agree. Things do stick to him. And, and I have to say, there's he doesn't say that many things that are that different from most division one coaches and and a lot of people probably disagree with saying that saying no he says crazier things and i don't think so like i really think you look at an average butch jones press conference and i don't feel like it's that much different than an average press conference of 70 percent of college football coaches you know it's just for some reason people really latch on to some of these uh some of these things that he said and champions of life is is certainly uh certainly the most memorable one and uh, of course he didn't help himself this year whenever he said shy tuttle fell on a helmet and that's the truth and, <laughs> and that kind of became the punchline of the season mm-hmm. uh, it was shy tuttle falling on a helmet but but you're right uh for some reason you know his his uh the times he puts his foot in his mouth really kind of sticks to him more than than other coaches and you know i, I don't really have it it's totally an explanation uh, for that other than you know I, I think to a certain extent tennessee fans do like to almost kind of enjoy being upset sometimes mm-hmm. you know it, it, it does seem to me from my my early reactions that, that it does seem to be a fan base a little bit that, that enjoys uh <laughs> being upset whenever uh, things things go bad and that's that's not necessarily uh you know always a bad thing I, it's a very passionate fan base and I, I think that's part of what comes with it is um you know when when, <laughs> when something when something irks them it, it really irks them you know well i think i read somewhere and i haven't looked to back this up but that if Tennessee were to lose to Missouri this weekend, they would have lost the last game against every single SEC opponent in the entire conference. Yeah, that's that's true, and it's it's really um, <laughs> well. Part of that is I think it shows you the difference between the West and the East in the last handful of years. Uh, not that I think the West is dominant right now, but uh, you know some of those matchups probably against the West go back a little bit of a ways. And and then um, and, but the, but the other thing that tells you is just how much Tennessee has struggled within the league period here toward the end of last season, and then now this year. You know, I mean they're sitting there with an zero and five mark in SEC play this year and they really faltered down the stretch of, of last season in the league and it's hard to believe um, that they're in a position where that could be the case that they've lost their most recent matchup uh, against the other 13 teams in the league but yeah that is that is reality it, it is hard to believe but it, it does kind of show you that um, you know this is a program that 
it's it's been a while since the 90s you know tennessee mm-hmm. is not tennessee's not what it was in in the 90s and can they get back to that point yeah I, I think they can is it is it reasonable for tennessee fans to expect more out of this program absolutely you know i i don't think nine win seasons should be the high point for tennessee football uh, which has been the high point under bush jones i mean this is a this is a program that um you know produces a lot of revenue and has a over a hundred thousand seat stadium pumps a lot of resources into this program um you know i i think it is fair to expect more but expectations haven't met reality really since the uh since the turn of this millennium i mean since 2000 tennessee's program is very very comparable uh to missouri's since uh since 2000 you look at their resume compared to missouri's and in the last 17 years Pretty much the same program. Well, I think if they were to lose against Missouri and have that losing streak, I guess, against the entire conference, they could possibly be relegated out of the life conference altogether and not even be eligible for a championship. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they may not repeat as as life champions. I don't mm-hmm. really know how that's scored or who the judges are on that. Uh, I don't know who the other contenders are this year for, for the life championship either but yeah if you uh if they fall to to four and six overall and and uh oh and six in the league on saturday with a loss if that comes to pass it is hard to envision them uh repeating as as champions of life yeah and that's really that's the biggest blow i think of all to the knoxville fans blake thank you very much for joining us do you have a pick for this game what do you expect to see yeah, I'll take uh, Missouri 31 and Tennessee 20. I, I think uh, maybe the defense, uh, Tennessee's defense is able to keep it close early on. But ultimately, I, I think uh, Missouri's going to rip off some big plays. Uh, Tennessee's defense has been kind of susceptible to the big chunk yardage plays this year. And so I think they'll get some big plays. And, and I just I just don't think Tennessee has enough offensively to keep up. So 31-20. All right. Blake Topmeyer, the Knoxville News Sentinel. Enjoy your trip back to Columbia. And uh, thanks for for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I've seen rocky mountains and great lakes. I stood beneath a redwood tree. But wherever I go, my heart aches for a place called Tennessee. Flows like wine And the meth labs are divine Oh, I want to be Where the sweet tobacco grows And it's picked by poor Negroes in Tennessee It's a place where dueling banjos play And the mountain folk run free Where all the children can spell KKK But cannot spell Tennessee Every cheek is filled with chew And no one's ever seen a Jew Oh, I wanna be 
Where the hot dogs are deep fried That's the reason Elvis died in Tennessee by the Game 6 Honky Tonk Joint in St. Louis is the Caleb the Greek Pick of the Week segment. Caleb the Greek's Pick of the Week. Caleb is returning, but we're going to add a little twist to it this week, Caleb. Make it a little tougher. You went two for three last week. We're going to add a tough competitor against you, this shiny quarter in my hand. Who can win more games, Caleb and his football-picking wisdom or a coin that is an absolute 50-50 odds, no intelligence needed, can Caleb be smarter than a coin? Who have you got this week, Caleb? I'm going to fuck that coin up. Pocket change, trash talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, first game. We got Georgia at Auburn. Georgia is a three-point favorite. Number one team in the country going in. I don't think Auburn can cover this. So, Georgia to cover the three points. Okay. Get on it early before the line shifts. Okay, so Caleb says get there early. Take Georgia minus three. All right, coin, what have you got? I think coins turn. The game I'm going to give the coin this week is Washington versus Stanford. Washington is a seven-point favorite in this game. The coin's going to pick the home team as heads, and the tails will be the away team. This is at Stanford. Stanford's the home team. Coin says Stanford plus seven, so Stanford plus seven points. Well, I'm going to pick a Washington team here, too. we got Washington State, uh, Mike Leach coach team, playing at Utah, uh, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Washington State will cover that. Okay. The coin is going to choose the BYU-UNLV game. 
BYU is the four-point underdog. UNLV is the home team. The coin says, take BYU plus four points. Take those points. Okay. Falls so, in your court. Yeah, yeah, Texas Tech let me down last week against Kansas State, but they're playing Baylor this week at home, and Texas Tech is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't see any reason they can't cover this. This this be my stone-cold lock of the week. Lock of the week. Texas Tech covering seven-and-a-half. That's the lock of the week for Caleb. The uh, lock of the week for the coin, coin is going to be the Michigan State-Ohio State game. Ohio State is a 16-point favorite. The coin thinks that Ohio State will cover those 16 points. So Ohio State will be lane 16, and the coin likes it. That was going to be my upset special. Upset special. I was going to throw you a bonus in this week. Bonus. Somebody had some extra money in their account you want to put down. I've got it at 16 and a half, so what I saw at Bovada. Okay, we'll give you that. So I'm going to pick Michigan State to cover this against Ohio State. Okay, so Coin says Ohio State can lay the points. Lay those points. You say Michigan State's going to. Michigan State will cover, will cover that spread. Take those points. Okay, so Caleb goes for Michigan State. The Coin says Ohio State. We'll see who comes ahead on this Sunday's show. Who's it going to be? All right, Caleb, you're 2-1 uh, and one on the season, so you started out well. We'll see how you do long term, and we'll see how you do versus a coin. Good luck, kids. All right, thanks, Caleb. Caleb, Caleb the Greeks, pick of the week. Well, Colin, if you weren't nervous before, Blake has actually chosen Mizzou to win this game. I know. It's unsettling. Yeah. Everything points to a Missouri victory, including Vegas. I mean, they, they've got him at an 11-point favorite. Uh, the guy who covers Tennessee week in, week out has them beating Tennessee. Uh, but, I mean, nobody sets themselves up for failure like the Missouri Tigers. Yeah, it's, it's unsettling. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, hiring a babysitting service, and when you open the door, Michael Jackson is the uh, guy who's going to be <laughs> babysitting your children. It's, yeah, It just gives you an unsettling feeling in the tummy mm-hmm. when everybody likes Mizzou to win. Yeah, but every Mizzou fan goes ahead and drops off those kids. <laughs> <laughs> they sure do. They sure do. Uh, and, and I think that's part of the reason I'm trepidatious is I want this game so badly. And part of the mm-hmm. reason I want it is this weekend I want to do Sour Grapes. Sour Grapes. I listened to the show after we yeah. recorded, obviously. You put it up. I, mm-hmm. I gave it a listen. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, that Sour Grapes segment just made me smile and throughout. It's never not good. There's nothing like rolling around in other people's suffering. Yeah, and you Tennessee know, like, suffering is the, oh, oh, it's it's the sweetest, smelly kind of suffering. Yeah. Blake mentioned it. I, it was amazing to me. He talked about the Tennessee fan base and how they enjoy to wallow in misery. And mm-hmm. I thought that's a very polite way of saying they are just a miserable fucking fan base. Yeah, yeah. Just a putrid, mm-hmm. yeah, awful people, garbage people. I mean, we're talking about the home of Clay Travis. <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah. So anyway, I'll be there Saturday at Senior Night. Yeah, you offered me a ticket. And what did I tell you? You told me that you couldn't make it because your ass was going to be planted in a bar. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, what a fan. Um, <laughs> well, I think they serve beer at the bar, Brendan. That's true. I think one thing we definitely need to talk about as well is the start of basketball season on Friday. Mm, Missouri, is that happening? Yeah, I've heard a few things. Yeah, November 10th, this Friday, Missouri's going to host Iowa State for the very first basketball game of 2017 and Iowa State, season. not a rum-dum. No, a Power 5 team yep, for the Big 12. And not a and not a bad Power 5 team no. either. I mean, they've had some recent success. This, this is not buttfuck university. No, if we were doing our uh, homework, we probably should have gotten an Iowa State guy on the show, honestly. Yeah, listen, we are 
ostensibly a football podcast until basketball season starts. Then we're going to do some basketballing. Mm-hmm. And well, probably basketball season starting. Well, it doesn't start till Friday, Brennan. This show is being recorded on Wednesday. But uh, yeah, at some point we're going to switch gears to basketball. Pretty mm-hmm. heavy, you know. At that point, we'll think about things and research mm-hmm. things. And yeah, well, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, we don't research football right now. We just happen <laughs> to watch the games. Yeah, that's a good point. It'll be interesting. I, I mean, one thing I did hear today is that Colin Vandersex is predicted to be a starter. I don't think. I mean, that's. I feel like that's a throwaway, like slap on the back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, boy, that Cullen Vandersex, he dives after every ball of practice. Mm-hmm. He's a hustler. He D's up. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to give him the start Maybe because he's earned it. And 37 seconds into the after tip off, whatever awesome stud we have on the bench is going to go take his place. Well, maybe he just knew Conzo's safe word. <laughs> It's possible. It's always possible. They said they have 15,061 seats in Mizzou Arena, and they have sold 15,600 tickets. How do you do that? Well, the student section is all bleachers, and I think they're going to cram them in asses to elbows. Mm. Uh, There's also some standing room only area in Mizzou Arena. Needless to say, it is going to be a packed house. Mm -hmm. I looked on StubHub today. The cheapest tickets available were $130. Hey, offer me a ticket to that, Brendan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll sell you a ticket to that. (laughs) No, no, thank you. Yeah. Again, television, couch, beer, Mm -hmm. bar, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be exciting. And should things pan out the way we hope that they might, I don't think you're going to see any open seats in this arena the rest of the season. I mean, the hype is just, I don't remember it being this high. Yeah, I've Unbelievable. Today on Twitter, there was some uh, fat talking head guy from Kansas saying that mark his words, Mizzou's not making the tournament. Mm -hmm. If you think I'm vitriolic when Barry Odom is falling on his face, boy, wait wait till Conzo Martin falls on his face with this group of players. Yeah, with this just army of studs. Mm -hmm. You know what we should mention, Brennan? Much like the telephone number that we only give out on Twitter, Mm -hmm. and people who listen to the show that are not Twitter savvy, they can't get it. We'll get you that phone number in just a moment. I do not know it by heart. Brennan's pulling it up as we speak. We also released a uh, Mazadcast commercial. We've had two of these, and mm-hmm. we didn't even tell anybody about the. I mean, if you're on Twitter, you knew about it. We had a, the beginning of the football season. We shot a commercial for the show. I invite you to go to our YouTube page to see that. And then very recently, just this week, we released our basketball Mazadcast commercial. So I invite everybody to go find that at mm-hmm. YouTube. Mm-hmm. But if they're not on Twitter and you want to you get a behind-the-scenes look of, a, of what it takes to be a Mazadcast podcaster, you get to wet your beak. And if you do want to call the show... This weekend, if you're not on Twitter as well, you can call 314-896-3849. Leave us a voicemail after we demolish Tennessee or if other things happen. And just let us know what you think because we're going to plug that into the show along with those Sour Grapes tweets from Tennessee fans. Yeah, sh- we It'll should mention exciting. that if you want to get your voicemail on the show, it shouldn't be three and a half minutes long. No, it should that be. Is a bad, that is a good way for us not to put your, your voicemail on the phone. Oh, uh, when we show. get a message and I see 30 seconds, I get a little bit of a chub. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. But yeah. If you see four minutes and 37 seconds, it's like, yeah, that guy's not going to make air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised how many people have four minutes and 30 seconds worth of things to say. Well, I mean, we've have obviously an hour of things to say. None, mm, of, I think them, none of them good. I think we have a good minute and a half of things to say, and then we, <laughs> we're it's filler. Yeah, then we're just talking about Michael Jackson babysitting children. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. And so anyway, yeah, do that. Call that number. Again, it's 314-896-3849. Send us your voicemails. And of course, mizodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And get out there and buy some Schlafly beer. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, these people have reached out to us and been nice enough to sponsor our podcast. And uh, we need sponsors. 
sponsors. Because mm-hmm. as the podcast grows, I don't know if you guys know this, bandwidth costs money. Yes, it does. And as the show gets more popular, it has become very expensive for us to do this. Especially for me. <laughs> Since you're the one who pays the bill. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Workhorse. <laughs> yeah, show horse. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, the bandwidth costs something. So we we appreciate beer sponsors. We appreciate Game 6, Honky Tonk in St. Louis coming to us and uh, asking to sponsor the show. We need these sponsors. We and don't forget the them. Amazon banner on our website. Yeah, that brings sure. in money, too. Yeah, we're stumping right now. You can fast forward for this part of the show if you, you hate it. Well, let's switch gears. Instead, I want to stump for something a lot better than you and me. Sure. We had a listener who is a musician, a very, very talented musician named Mike Steele, and he created a song specifically for the show, specifically for this episode, and I think you're really going to like it, Colin. That's how we're going to end the show today. Wow. That's... I'm, I'm constantly shocked at how many talented listeners we have who are much more deserving of a platform than us. But uh, you know what? Life ain't fair. That's right. That's right. And it makes me feel like we actually made it, that we have a listener this talented and capable of bringing in something like this. So I'm just going to play it for you. It's called My Vols. Again, it's Mike Steele, and he may be the new official house band of the Mazodcast. Ooh. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to say M-I-Z-Z-O-U. There's an old boy down in Tennessee Big dreams between his ears Gonna watch his boys play ball today Over 17, 18 bears Got an ashtray full of GPCs Got stained up fingertips But fellas like old Jimmy here Is the best they got to give It's a great butt thug of Dixieland same damn song by the same old band Half with checkered overalls Tennessee can lick my balls Well, the boys just got the brains kicked in That gum, that forward pass So we found some kid on a message board Gonna threaten to whoop his kid ass But it's all downhill from Jimmy here That short-term memory loss by Monday, he's the most trouble-free fellow that you run across. It's a great buck plug of Dixieland. Same damn song by the same old band. Thick can't swig in melon balls. Tennessee can lick my balls. There's a tooth in his head for every win they're gonna get on Saturday. A whisker on his chin for every poor star kid that they're gonna have to pay. It's a great buck bug of Dixieland, same damn song by the same old band. Burned out muffler mating calls, Tennessee can lick my balls. City of Knoxville, lick my balls. Dollar tablecloth looking in zone, lick my balls. Smokey the blue tick hound my ball Tennessee can lick my ball right. So I mean it's a glass half full but it's a glass half full of warm piss As a professional welder Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. 
Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.